using webinars to grow your business on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Digit. Save money without thinking about it. Get paid $5 just for signing up at servenomaster.com backslash digit today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. When you see those really big product launches or sometimes you see this offer and it's a thousand two or three thousand dollars and you see these really complicated sales pages they can be overwhelming the thought of creating your own 40-minute sales video it's daunting there's an entire science and a structure and it's very very advanced copywriting techniques to create this type of thing and there's product launch formulas and I have courses kind of that help walk you through this process but sitting down and writing a script creating a sales video going through everything testing and testing it's very hard and it can be scary. One of the ways to bypass the need to create a really great script and to write this artfully brilliant script is webinars. Now in a live webinar, it's a live training session. You may be familiar if you're a little older with uh, teleseminars where you call into an 800 number and you push different keys on your phone and you could listen to someone give a talk. You could do all these amazing things. Uh, that technology's been around since the 80s, but really webinars with the advent of companies like GoToWebinar have become quite prevalent in online market and also in a lot of corporations. They're a great way to allow a bunch of people to dial in at the same time and you can have large meetings or you can have someone where someone's just presenting. On a webinar, you can sell a $300 product to people who bought a $7 product. I see this all the time and this is really where I got started uh, with online marketing is that I would sell a product for $7, get a bunch of customers and then immediately run a webinar to a very expensive product and that's where I'd make most of my money. This idea that people can only spend certain amounts of money is often a misconception. What people are willing to invest is often more than we realize. And this is why the really big companies are charging more, not because they have more reputation, but because they can realize that what people will actually pay for different products and services. Now, you don't have to immediately jump to doing expensive products. In some of my webinars, I sell stuff for $7. I don't have to sell really expensive things all the time. The reason I run webinars is because it's easier for me. I find writing long sales letters very difficult. As much as I do it, it takes me a really, really long time to do. It's a very time-consuming process for me. I'm not a very good copywriter. I'm okay. I'm very analytical, so I can create a good structure, and I can create something that's all right. I can probably create a B or a B plus sales letter for anything without too much effort. Well, I say without too much effort, I mean without too much creativity. I mean just by going paint by numbers, the way I do things. But I can create an A-plus webinar pretty easily for me because I'm much more comfortable speaking on the fly. With a webinar, all you have to do is prepare some slides and you can prepare 10 or 20 slides. You kind of just cover topics you want to talk about, have room for people to ask questions, and suddenly you have this amazing journey at the end. You just explain, here's kind of what the product does, here's why it's cool, and here's why I think you might like it. And then that's it. So it's an easier structure to learn, but it can be very intimidating because of the technology and because it's live. So I want to take you through some of those pieces and understand the technology and understand the benefits why it can be really good for you, especially even if you're just starting out. But I think that for most people, those are the two scariest parts for most people are the technology and the fact that it's live and people can hear you making mistakes and you're afraid of getting embarrassed in public. So as far as the technology, there's a few pieces to it. The first question is whether you're gonna do a live webinar or an auto webinar. 
Now, live webinars where you're sitting there talking to people and they're listening to you live all around the world, and every time you make a mistake, it's live and it's really interactive. An auto webinar basically recreates this, but it's not actually live. Oftentimes, someone will be there and they think they're experiencing a live webinar, where really it's just a recording of a webinar you've done in the past. But you're giving people that event experience. And as a consumer, you can tell if you're watching a live or a replay webinar based on experience. When you attend enough webinars, you'll be able to start telling. You'll be able to go, wait a minute, this software only does auto webinars. I do both. I do something live first, and then when people want to see the video again later, I give them that experience. And part of it is that you can ask questions, you get answers back, and when you set up an auto webinar, when you set up the software, you can set it up to email you any questions someone asks so you can still interact with them in the same way. And oftentimes you'll have an assistant or you'll even be there live just answering questions when people are on the webinar, depending how often you run the software. So the two main first question is, is it going to be live or simulated live or a fake live webinar? And you might think that doing an auto webinar is a little bit disingenuous, that it's better just to play a replay, but you'll find even though people can usually tell when it's an auto webinar, you'll still sell way, 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 way better. They can still tell that it's not live. They can usually sense, oh, this is just a recording. But when they see the event stuff around it, the kind of feeling, they'll stay longer, they'll listen longer, and you'll make more sales. So it's much better for your business too. But the idea of just playing a video on a web page and actually using auto webinar software, you'll do much better with auto webinar software. That's why people sell and buy it. And there's a lot of choices out there. As far as live technology, there's really two big choices. There's always new people entering the market. And as much as I like to talk about a lot of these other companies, the thing I've discovered is right now, no one's really locked down the technology at a level that I feel comfortable totally recommending. The two big players right now for live webinars, well there's three, are GoToWebinar, who I use. The second major player is Webinar Jam, and then Google Hangouts also does live webinar stuff. And for a long time, Webinar Jam used Google Hangouts, but I think now they've made their own software. There are just a lot of problems with Google Hangouts. They're getting better and better, but I do I personally don't do them. Every time I've tried to do them, I've had technological problems, and that was a few years ago, so maybe way better now. But your choices are really kind of Google Hangout software, Webinar Jam, which is quite expensive, and GoToWebinar, which is also really expensive. GoToWebinar right now, their cheapest package, it's $100 a month. So until you're going to run people through it, it can be a little bit too expensive. Webinar Jam, I think, is like $500 a year, so it's about half that price. Now, GoToWebinar charge you by the number of people that can be on an event. So if you're going to have more than 100 people on an event, you have to go up to their next package, which is $200 a month to be allowed to have up to 500. Beyond 500, uh, you got to start you got to spend like $500 a month. When you think about it, they're charging you a dollar per basically a dollar per attendee, but you can host dozens of events per month. So if you can get an audience, then the price is totally fine because Webinars are very profitable. So making these technological choices can be a little overwhelming at first. What I personally use is GoToWebinar, and I would certainly recommend um, trying them out. They often have a 30-day trial for different things, so you can grab a 30-day trial, run a test webinar, and see what happens. Most people way overestimate how many people they can put on a webinar. I only know two or three people that have ever put 1,000 people on a webinar. I don't know if I've ever done over 500 in my entire career. So we think we need this really big package, but oftentimes we only need a webinar that can host 25 people when we're first starting out, and that's okay. The majority of your audience, two-thirds of your audience, will actually just watch the replay. So anytime you have registrations for your webinar, if you have 1,000 people register, 300 to 350 will actually show up. It's about one-third make the actual live event. It's been pretty consistent for the last seven years of my entire career where you get just about one-third showing up, and this is across industries, as everyone I know. There are certain things you can do to raise that number, 
and really fight to get it higher, but about a third is pretty normal. That's pretty standard. So if you can get 10 people to sign up, you'll get three people to show up. It's totally normal. So I want to prepare you for that. It's just how it is. Because think about how many times you've signed up for live events. You maybe even signed up for one of my webinars and then not been able to make it. Life happens. You have things going on and some people, people sign up because they want to go and then they realize they can't attend. It's very normal. That's why auto webinars have come more and more popular. I've been dabbling with auto webinars for about five or six years because they allow you to run the same thing over and over again and to run the event at a time that's good for your audience. So if I'm running an event at 7 p.m. Eastern live, I can create an auto webinar that runs it at 7 p.m. local. So whatever your time zone is, it shows it at 7 p.m. your time. Really amazing technology and it's really uh, valuable. Now when you're choosing auto webinar software, there's a couple of solutions out there. There's EverWebinar, there's Ever Evergreen Business Systems, there's Webinar Ninja, there's Webinar Ignition. There's a bunch of different platforms. Now with auto webinar software, I really can't make a hard recommendation because every single platform has people who just hate it. There's also stealth seminars and all of them have different price ranges. What I really recommend is finding something that's what you can afford. Right now I'm dabbling with Webinar Ignition again, which is a one-time buy and it happens to be by a company that I work with on a lot of other stuff and hopefully they'll release an update in the next year. But depending on the software you work with, it can be harder and harder. For Webinar Ignition, for example, I have to create an MP4 version of my video, which is no problem, but also a .webm, a WebM, web mobile version. And one of the things you'll discover is that almost nothing generates that version of video anymore. That style of video is very hard to find a converter. I was just testing a new converter last night. So you run into these technological challenges, the little hurdles you have to go over, and this is why I'll make a webinar blueprint, and probably an auto webinar blueprint walking through the software. But I, have, I used to use Webinar Ignition, I used to use Evergreen Business Systems, these are two older pieces of technology. Evergreen Business, they don't even sell anymore now, they, they've replaced with EverWebinar, which is like $500 a year. Again, it's really expensive to jump into until you're sure that you're going to do a lot with it. So before I jump, I like to start with something flat fee, and there's a couple of cool options out there, but right now there's not one I'm totally in love with. I'm just testing things, and that's why I just have an old Webinar Ignition license, so that's why I'm testing that one right now on my webinars platform, rather than jumping in and invest money in another platform. I want to see if this one can do the basic things. I want I'm doing some very basic things. With your a webinar, you kind of go through a, a few pieces of technology. The first step is getting people to register where you have a sign-up page. And on the sign-up page, what's great is you can use lead pages or you can use Thrive themes, and you can make a really custom, really cool looking page. The GoToWebinar standard webinar registration page, it looks like garbage. They haven't changed the design in a long time, and there's not a lot you can do with it. It's very much corporate. It, most people who use GoToWebinar, most of their use is actually corporations doing internal training. So they don't need the page to be fancy. Everyone in the sub-department has to sign up for it and set up their attendance links. They don't need anything fancy. So to build something fancy, you can integrate, and that's really great. Most software solutions will integrate with GoToWebinar, and you just do a connection. It takes like two minutes to set up and then you can make a really nice looking page. And that's what I like to do. I, if you've been on one of my web, live webinars recently, I often use Thrive themes to create landing pages. I do think that the lead pages, webinar landing pages look better. And I may create, recreate some of those designs myself as some Thrive themes templates, which when I do, I'll give away. You know, I'm always trying to create lots and lots of stuff to give away, and that's one of the things I'm thinking about is more templates to give away. So uh, those are some of the things kind of that are swirling my idea, but you start off and you have the page where people sign up, and then of course they go through a sequence. They get a couple of emails reminding them about the event is coming up. Then when they go to join, 
There's the before the webinar starts page, which says like, oh, your webinar will begin shortly. And then there's the live event page. The fourth thing people see is the replay. So sometimes people miss or sometimes people wanna watch it again and they see a replay. With a live event, you have to create the replay page all yourself. And on the replay page, you'll have like a headline, then you'll have the video playing, and then you'll have like a buy button if you're selling something. If you're doing an auto webinar setup, you set all the stuff in advance. The reason people sometimes get intimidated by auto webinars is you have to set up all of the stuff in advance. And to set up an auto webinar can take a couple of hours. To be completely honest with you, I'm setting up a new one in Webinar Ignition right now, and it's going to take me a little while. Probably going to take me three or four hours to set up this auto webinar. Because you can do a lot of different things, but you have to use, with most of these platforms, with most auto editor platforms, you have to use their look, their design for the landing page, their design for everything. You just have to basically fill in all these questions. It's just a big list of questions. Compared to doing it all by yourself and setting up replay pages and all these other technology things, it's actually really, really good. It's really great. And Thrive Themes as well has a setup where you can make your own auto webinars. If you want to try your very first auto webinar, I'll post a link to it below this blog post and on the show notes for this episode. Thrive Themes has an entire setup where you can actually use just a couple of web page templates and run your own webinar. It looks like a live auto webinar. And it's actually pretty good. It's one level below what I'm doing with webinar ignition, but for your very first try, I actually really recommend it. Now, the reason I like to do a live webinar first is that my webinars are very interactive. If you've ever been on a call with me, my webinars are probably 30 to 40% my original content, and then the rest is answering questions. And that's something that's really dynamic. You'll discover if you have a really good and well-engaged audience, they ask lots and lots of questions, and you end up going in directions you didn't expect. It's just like that old saying from a, the Prussian general, no plan survives first contact with the enemy, and no webinar survives the first question. You end up with people asking different questions, pushing you in different directions. And I like that. I like having a heavily interactive webinar, and that's really good. That's why if you just record a video and then post it as a webinar, it won't feel the same. It'll feel a little bit too stiff. Part of it is that on every live webinar I've ever done, I've made mistakes. So one of your fears is that you'll make a technological mistake. You'll have something daunting by doing it live. And what you'll discover, and this is the most amazing thing, is the more mistakes you make in a live webinar, the better you'll do. If you load up the wrong web page, if your internet freezes, if you have these different things happen, if you push the wrong button, people see that it's real and that's really good. That's actually better for you. So the worry that, you're be, that you won't be polished enough is actually backwards. When you're too polished, that's when uh, webinar sales go down. It's too smooth people start to think this isn't real. It doesn't feel real. It feels a little bit too much like a pseudo demo and that loses engagement. People want to feel like they're having a real connection. Whatever platform you're choosing, and I know I'm bouncing around a little bit, the structure of the webinar, writing a webinar itself can be a little bit overwhelming. I have a couple of blog posts where I talk about writing your first webinar, but the structure is really simple. Teach something, sell something, answer questions, one, two, three. And depending upon how you structure your webinar, you might do four 40 or 50 minutes of teaching, 10 or 20 minutes of selling, and then question and answer in overtime. That's what a lot of people do. That's a pretty standard formula. They want to give lots and lots of value up front or get people really excited. Now, the first part, and I apologize if you're noticing that massive rainstorm that just hit in the background, can also be a demonstration of something. If you have a really cool piece of software, or you're doing something really exciting, you can just show how awesome something is. Look how amazing the software is. Look at all the crazy things I can do with it. Look at this, look at that, look at this. Wouldn't you love to be able to do something like this too in your business? Those are very, very, very effective as well. 
the demonstration, the building up the hype, and then you lead into the product. People get so excited by the time you sell, want to sell them the product, they're ready for it. So you can also do the demonstration, get people excited style, build up the hype. I prefer to do a shorter first part. My first part of my webinars tends to be 10 to 20 minutes. I want to teach people one cool technique. I want to teach you one cool technique or one really amazing because you'll remember it. And then I'll mention if I'm selling something five, 10 minutes, not very long, and I go into Q&A, my Q&A tends to take up most of the time. And I like my question and answer to be within that one hour block because then people can really get what they want. I don't want people to be on a phone call with me for two hours. I hate that. I know webinars that go three and four hours, and some of them do very well financially. But man, what an epic event, like just dragging it out and keep people there for so long. I want to give as much value as possible. Now, there are other things you can do along the way to increase your numbers when you want to increase each phase of a webinar, you add in a free gift. So let's say you want people to register for your webinar. As much as you're offering them the free training, if you offer them an immediate download, that download will then become a second reason and that can become the first thing. So for example, let's say you're doing a webinar on how to learn the special type of yoga and at the end of it you're going to sell a really cool yoga course. You can give away a free PDF Say, hey, sign up for this sign up for my yoga webinar. As soon as you sign up, I'm going to give you an instant download of a really simple morning wake-up routine. And it's just pictures of you going through seven or ten poses. I know yoga is becoming one of my more common threads lately and one of my more common examples. That's for two reasons. One, it's a really great example in a very profitable industry online. I know because I buy a lot of yoga products online. And number two, we're doing more and more yoga in my family right now. Right now, my girlfriend's actually up early doing a morning yoga session while I'm recording this. Just inside and I'm outside. So it's something more prevalent and also just something that I'm more aware of, but it's also just a great example. So you give away this very simple five or 10 pictures, you know, maybe it's a 10 or 20 page PDF of just photos of you walking through a series of poses that can be their morning routine, like a morning wake up yoga routine or something like that. Very simple, not high value, okay? It's not worth $1,000, but it's certainly worth someone's email address or someone opting in and joining for your webinar. So that's the first place. Now, we didn't mention it very much before, but the thank you page after your webinar is an additional fifth page where you can do a lot to improve your numbers. Again, you can have a thank you. Here's where you download and click this link to add it to your calendar. You can do a lot of technology on thank you pages. And usually for me, creating the opt-in page takes one or two hours as far as writing the copy, making videos, whatever. And the thank you page can take twice as long because you're creating a free gift, you're making all these different buttons work, you're making it look really, really well. And again, Lead Pages just has some amazing thank you page themes. I haven't seen in Thrive Themes a great thank you page template yet. So again, that might be something I add to my list of things that I make, but it's just, these are some of the things that I'm working on as developing and converting templates myself. But I use both platforms and there are some really good thank you page templates in Lead Pages. So on the thank you page, not only do you give them the download, but you could also have the calendar buttons and then you also on top of that have a bunch of social media share buttons and you can say share this a bunch of times and unlock a second bonus. If you're going all out you can say hey share this on social media two times and I'll give you the second download which is my something else. You know maybe it's my evening routine or my cool down nighttime routine or before I go to bed routine so that I burn more calories while I'm sleeping routine. So every time you want people to do stuff you give them a second reward then people come and attend the webinar when they show up you remind them hey on the webinar give away something amazing. And you can give away a prize, you can run a contest at the end of a webinar, or you can simply say everyone gets something by staying to the end. And at the end of your webinar, then you give away something. On some of my webinars, I give away copies of my Amazon books, things like that. So you give away something that's worth like 
from your seven to ten dollar band you give away a decent prize for your webinar this is for people to stay till the end don't give away something at the beginning of the webinar you don't want to reward people just for showing up because they'll show up take the gift and log off and you haven't gained any value what you want to do is say at the beginning of the webinar, hey thanks you for showing up your time's so valuable i'm going to give you a free download at the end of this session this will encourage people to stay to the end and make sure they stay through and hear, hear your actual sales message this is kind of like what they do at timeshares where they say oh stay sit through this presentation and then you get three-day vacation you can play golf for two or three days here that type of stuff so you're giving a reward in exchange for them listening to your message so in each phase as you want to increase your numbers you want to bump up that 30 percent give away more free gifts you want to increase how many people sign up give away free gifts what i recommend is you create your first structure of your webinar you create your first webinar if you email me i'll take a look at your webinar setup of course i always do that i love getting emails and then add in other free stuff to increase your conversions at each phase. So you don't have to do that initially. This is a very simple, rough outline of kind of the entire webinar process and some different technology choices. I do recommend when you're first starting out, try to do some live ones. It can be hard. If you can't get 10 people, at least on the call, you're not getting any questions because you need a certain number of people to generate enough questions to kind of have some livelihood. That's kind of where the experience is. But once you get some experience, once you start trying it out, 10 people is more than enough. You can do a webinar 10 or 20 people and you can still make money. You can still do okay. You don't need to have 100 or 1,000 people at all. I know plenty of people that do webinar swaps with 30 or 40 people on the call. So these are some really cool things that you can do. These are some things you can do that are very effective. They can help you to write a sales message without having to learn copywriting or feeling overwhelmed. And even as you start your webinar, you can say, guys, I don't do a lot of live presentations, so please forgive me if I don't sound fancy. When you say something like that, they'll give you even more opportunity and they'll say, oh, this, are, you know, this is someone who's not a fancy talker, but I want to hear the message. You can get over all these humps, and you'll discover this is one of the easiest ways to create a sales message, far, far easier than the path of becoming a copywriter. You just begin by speaking from the heart, sharing stuff you think is valuable, and you'll get better and better over time. It's also a great way to get better at copywriting as you get more experience and see what people respond to and what people don't. And as you get more sophisticated, and we'll talk about this more down the line, you can track when people are interested and when people get bored, when people are listening and when people hang up and figure out which parts of your message are strong and which parts of your message are weak. So I'm really excited to uh, share this message with you. Hopefully you're as excited as I am about finding a new way to reach your audience, finding a way to be interactive, and also finding a way to create sales messages much, much quicker. That's the power of adding webinars to your business. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Join me on my Facebook page at facebook.com backslash serve no master.